0: Hey man, grab a slice, get your gun, we'll watch some movies, we'll have some fun, it's pizza, and guns, and movies, all night.
1: Welcome to Pizza, Guns, and Movies, with your hosts Pat Dowell, Anthony Urso, and Jeff DiRico. Hey
0: everybody, welcome back to Pizza, Guns, and Movies. This is a show where a couple of friends get together and talk about movies. My name is Pat. And my name is Anthony Ursowitz, And you guys are here to listen to us talk about what we watched. Indeed. Kind of the point and the relationship of a podcast and an audience, I have been told. But today, we watched the original Japanese masterpiece, Godzilla
2: or oh no they say he's got to go 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 godzilla
0: i feel like professor yamamine would would have a problem with the lyrics to that song <laughs> cuz he was very sensitive about godzilla but i but like part of it is i understand because he's one, godzilla is one of the monsters where it's like like so let's get this out of the way right up top. We made him, America. <laughs> we we made Weird. Godzilla. We, we caused that. That's our bad. <laughs> Sorry about that, Japan. But, um, but, but yeah, no. All, I, look at all the cool
1: merch you got out of it. Yeah, so I know.
0: Y- and you know what? You're welcome. <laughs> you get so much fucking cool shit. <laughs> like I I don't I only have like a little shelf of Godzilla shit because I'm I'm a Godzilla nut so. Yeah, we uh, we chose to watch uh it's called Gojira in Japan. Um that that was the Japanese title, but then um for whatever reason it got turned into Godzilla because the Japanese translation for for Gojira is um is Gorilla Whale.
2: Oh wow. Yes. yes. Oh, and he wow. is
0: neither of those things. <laughs> no. We want to point that out. He's an irradiated uh creature. Yeah,
2: he's like a dinosaur lizard monster. Yeah, right. he
0: is not it, he's He's kind of a whale. King Kong is more of a gorilla. Yeah, that would be more accurate. King Kong did inspire it, but yeah. yes, no, uh, yeah. they, I they, like. There's like mystery surrounding the name. Apparently, I have there was to just a big. One. <laughs> it's like up for debate how he actually got named Godzilla, because uh, it was like a naming contest when they originally did it. because yeah. it was just called Project G or something like that. So that sounds like.
2: Something that Verizon would release as their uh, next uh, internet service. Yeah,
0: that's true. Project G. Project G. Knowing
1: knowing the translation, it's kind of like a man-bear pig. Like that simple of a naming.
0: But yeah, so uh, this movie was released uh, by Toho Studios in 1954. Um, So it is a uh, science fiction uh, classic. Like, obviously, Godzilla is a uh, pop culture icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the longest running film series in the history of cinema, basically, which is kind of crazy. We were talking about it, though, where it's like the Marvel uni- Universe did catch up pretty quick in like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. In the like what? Well, like that. Close to what would it be now? Like, like, like I think he's turning 70. He yeah. just turned 68. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. crazy to think about he's been around with us for that long it's
2: a long time making
0: us making us not think about how serious the godzilla metaphor true. actually is and uh yeah, this movie is very um it's very dark mm-hmm. it it's very uh it's very like uh i almost view it kind of like a horror movie yeah almost a little bit you know it it's like a monster movie, but it doesn't have like the typical like, it's got, like, a lot of this 1950s, like, you know, because it, that was just, like, it, it was why UFOs were so popular. It was because of the Red Scare. People were scared about what they were seeing in the fucking sky. Yeah. And they should have been, because it, it wasn't UFOs. It was, like, Russian spies yeah. being, like, I can see down your shirt. <laughs> I can see your sweet, sweet boobies. But, um, yeah, like, it, it it's the same thing where, uh you know, the Godzilla is one of the most... I I mean, I guess he is the most notable creature uh, born out of the atomic Mm -hmm. bomb, as they say. So it is about Godzilla's journey through boyhood. Mm -hmm. It's actually the inspiration for that movie, (laughs) Boyhood. Boyhood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This movie is about a giant monster that is awoken by H-bomb testing in the Pacific Ocean uh, and it goes on a fucking warpath. Yeah. And uh, goes from a small island to Tokyo, and is just like wreaking havoc. There's a side story where a scientist with an eye patch is like, "Oh man, do I unleash my doomsday device to kill the creature that was unleashed by a doomsday device?" Yeah. Which is the 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 GOP strategy to. To tackle gun violence as yeah, more exactly. guns. They'd be like, we need another Godzilla. We <laughs> just, need two more
2: of them. Just make a bigger Godzilla, Done. take out this Godzilla.
0: Listen, let's give Halliburton more money <laughs> to make a Godzilla.
2: After you cut taxes for the rich, go ahead and make another one. <laughs> cut tax for the rich, you're going to make sure that that, uh, that money there doesn't pay for that
0: <laughs> new Godzilla. And that okay. newfangled Godzilla. <laughs> the other side story is... Um, it's very weird but it's like a love triangle between mm-hmm. eyepatch patch scientist uh uh i'm going to say all their names don't worry i'll be more respectful
2: the classic thruple situation. yeah it's a thruple.
0: there's a couple of thruples in this movie and then One also of them involves the, godzilla himself oh man that would be dope that'd be a really complicated relationship <laughs> but um and then it's also just this like professor who's a paleontologist who's like oh, i don't want to kill godzilla he's cool He's, he's,
2: pretty, he's sweet. He might be prehistoric. Thir-
0: 13, 13 year old me would definitely be wearing like a team Yamamine shir- <laughs> shirt and be like, don't kill him. I mean, I am literally You're wearing, wearing Godzilla my, and... my Godzilla yeah. versus Barkley Nike t-shirt. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, this uh, this film, of course, introduced us to Godzilla, who is a as I said, like 10 times now, he's a giant radioactive uh, like dinosaur monster shoots atomic mist out of his mouth it becomes a ray later on and this one it's just called a mist feel like they should have just called it a ray still yeah like or or like even just breath you know what
2: i mean like atomic breath i mean superman has frost breath yes
0: so and he's got those steely eyes as well Mm. but um so yeah this this is a japanese film uh it was produced by toho studios still around still kicking and creating just some of the most amazing like content in in Fucking movie history yeah. once again the same year godzilla came out was uh was the same year that uh seven samurai came out
3: oh yeah
0: yeah okay. same studio so it was a big good, pretty good year pretty yeah. good year and yeah. also like a uh, an interesting one for uh western influence as well because you know there are now like there's a whole series of really popular american godzilla movies but also uh you know seven samurai inspired the western and stuff like that like japanese and american cinema have like a really cool symbiotic relationship but um i would say like the most notable thing about this movie um is the fact that godzilla is a man uh in a suit acting like (laughs) like a giant monster which sounds like fun right
2: it's great oh
0: it's great to watch but it's like, it's, like, torture. The guy who played Godzilla is named Haru Nakajima. I am going to get through this entire fucking episode, start to finish, without botching a single name. I'm saying it right we'll see here. see about that. Haru Nakajima was the suit actor okay. for Godzilla. I think I've talked to you guys about it before, where they just call, like, the guy who's suit acting, they just call it suitmation. And uh, basically what it is is he just kind of stomps around on a bunch of model sets uh of tokyo very uh intricately built very like nice details to make it kind of look a little bit more realistic you know as much as you can in these type of movies because that that is the drawback is that the uh special effects in 1954 not up to 2022 (laughs) standards which okay, is pretty
1: phenomenal for that time. Yeah.
0: It I mean, they did some good work. Like, yeah. it looks cool. And they they have, like, this, like, uh, it. it's really important in these type of movies to have, like, a concept of just, like, scale. Because if it's just, like, a dude in a suit the whole time, you're not going to fucking buy it. And you're not going to, like, buy into the fact that this isn't just some guy going, Oh, God. oh my God, I broke my arm again. The suit weighs 5,000 pounds. But, um, that would yeah. be rough. Yeah, yeah, no, it was horrible. That dude got like electrocuted when they would shoot. <laughs> when they would shoot, like, you know, when the planes and tanks are yeah. shooting at him, Man, some of that shit was like flying into the suit. <laughs>
1: <You didn't> tell <laughs> me this was government directed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It might as well have been. Like, yikes. it's just like, oy, oy, oy. No, that, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just kind of a lot of, uh, interesting. Way of uh, of creating cinema with like uh, little like miniatures, like like great yeah. great uh, superimposed and like split screenshots where Godzilla is just this like towering, horrifying menace. Like he's a lot in this one. Uh, of course, he becomes like the goofy like wrestler uh-huh. uh, that we all know and love. In like like honestly, like the very next movie, like the yeah. direct sequel. And then in the third one is when uh, Godzilla fights King Kong for the very first time, and they they it was like
2: the Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan. Oh,
0: it's so good! But the King Kong suit looks like it looks like they found it the day before they started shooting. <laughs> yeah, in the garbage, like it's like it looks so <laughs> bad. But like yeah, so this one. Um, you know, Godzilla movies, of course, are supposed to like as we've probably gathered from my choices so far. Right. I tend to gravitate towards things that some might call a little bit over the top. And the way that I feel about this one is that even though it is just kind of like the birth of like Godzilla and like, you know, the I, I'm going to be honest, like I didn't even watch the uncut Japanese version God, it sounds like I'm talking about a porn, doesn't it? I I honestly <laughs>
2: thought you were gonna say I didn't even watch Uncut Gems. <laughs> I was like, yes, you did. Yeah, you yeah, did. No, I know
0: we've, we 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 we've made reference to yeah, it. Yeah, I know a few times. <laughs>
2: Uncut Gems.
0: Uncut Gems. Jam. Uncut Gems. But um the the Japanese version because the first time I had seen it was the Americanized version mm-hmm. called Godzilla King of the Monsters, which oh, yeah. was released like I think like the next year, but was cut with uh with with Raymond Burr, aka Perry Mason from from TV's Perry Mason. Yeah, what was he doing? He was he was named Steve Martin. That is not a joke. No. They had to change. He he returned in a later movie, and so they changed his name to Mister Martin. Oh, that's <laughs> probably that's a, <laughs> it's a good cover. Where, you fooled us all. But um, and it's just like him basically like it'll be like scenes from the Japanese movie yeah. dubbed and then it'll cut to him standing next to a, a Japanese actor going say Billy what did they say and then he would like like he he like narrates Godzilla's whole rampage at the end and it's just like it is rough but it is pretty funny and he actually was like a pretty big defender of the series later on because he got brought back right. <laughs> and he said that he wouldn't like they were trying to make it kind of like a comedy, kind of like be like, nah, 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 nah. right, like, like real with all this sticky. stuff, with this, uh, like the the rebirth of Godzilla or whatever. And he he was like, I will not have you sully my beautiful, beautiful Godzilla's name. Not on my watch, baby. So they had and to then, they had to take the movie more seriously. And then They're the Perry Mason one. theme started playing. Yeah, I know. Not after. in this brothel. <laughs> but yeah, throwback. And um, so, it, like, like I said, I just lo- I love all things like dinosaur, yeah. giant monster. So Godzilla is just always a lot of fun. But I had kind of gotten wind, like in my twenties, basically, that there was the there was the Japanese original version, and at that point, it had never even like bopped in my head basically like i was kind of just like it just kind of was like oh sweet and uh, i picked up a dvd and i watched it one of the very few movies i can say that i can watch watch like consecutively Mm -hmm. like like two or three days in a row yeah not be bored of it at all i i've actually watched it a few times leading up to this what's nice about it being subtitled is you can watch it on a silent at work you can kind of act like you're taking notes but um <laughs> but uh yeah i just was like blown away by how serious uh the themes were and how much like darker and more grim yeah. it was because you know godzilla like became a hero pretty quick but in yeah. this one he was a fucking horrifying force of nature
2: he was what in wrestling they would call a uh, heel
0: Yes, exactly. And, um, and then you he know, turned face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then he turned back to heel. And then he's just kind of neutral. Like, he's just kind of whatever. <laughs> and then he's just
2: kind of hanging out on the beach. Like, yeah. oh, hey, guys, you want
0: to go swimming? He just or? shows up. He's a typhoon, man. Every once ah. in a while, it just makes landfall. Perfect. But um, so, yeah, like, in learn, like, in, like, actually getting to experience, like, the real, like, theme of him being, like, the, the creation of the atomic bomb, uh, you know, actually attacking japan the only country still where nuclear weapons have been used um on military and civilian targets i am sorry i'm not going to be able to turn away fast enough <clears throat> but oh, um God. i just i needed to finish that thought <laughs> but uh so it wasn't even just like the 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 um the nuclear bombings the a-bombs on hiroshima and uh Nagasaki. I think I got it. I, <laughs> I think I did it. I got kind of bo- I think I bought the second one. Damn it! No, anyway, Nagasaki. You said
2: Nagasaki. Yeah, you said I Nagasaki.
0: said Nagasaki.
2: You might have said Nagasaki. God but... damn it!
0: I'm pretty sure I did, but we'll we'll find out, and I'll edit it. Uh, I, I'll make <laughs> I'll make sure my promise stays true. I
2: re- I'm really hoping at that point it goes Nagasaki.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, no, they're all just fucking listening, man. But um, it's not just the atomic bomb that is referenced because mm-hmm. he is attacking Tokyo. There was also at the end of the war, um, the United States, while you know, planning the invasion of mainland Japan, was firebombing Tokyo, and right. like I think like a hundred thousand people died. Like it was like rough. And I mean, I I read a book, uh, uh like that kind of briefly touches on this. I haven't mm-hmm. dove deep into this fun subject, but it they said that uh, the authors said that. It was basically just like a tinderbox. So like when oh, it wow. went like up. Japan like Japan just caught fire. Yeah, yeah, basically. And it was like, um, have you guys ever watched like a house burn down or yeah. something oh, like yeah. that? Yeah, no. It's, it's like
2: all
1: of them inward collapse. And...
0: Imagine, imagine that, but literally all around you because you know and like obviously it's not just the people who died in the blast of the atomic bomb it's the people who have to deal with the radioactive fallout so it's like all of this much more grim like Circumstance to this movie than you'd expect right. for a monster that is in like two movies having a tree shoved down its throat <laughs> by a man in a flea ridden like gorilla costume <laughs> like it looks like the worst <laughs> Benny Hill sketch you've ever fucking seen but um God it's so good though I didn't want to go too much into the history because right. there's it, there's just so much lot, not, just, yeah. it's and just like and it's a rich psychics, history very rich which is why I would highly recommend. What I'm using kind of anecdotally as the source to talk about some of this stuff is uh, this guy named Big Action Bill. He's got a YouTube channel where he uh, you know, shows Godzilla you know, he does he does like the history and breakdown of Godzilla movies. And he also does it so much better than we could possibly <laughs> ever like conceive of doing. Right. So it's uh he's like kind of like where like the history stuff. We're just gonna kinda of focus a little bit more on the film, like like the film itself, because I think it's worth watch. It's pretty fun, oh, even yeah. though it's all grim and depressing. But it's also like if you like kaiju movies, you gotta you gotta jump in on I've, the first one. Bro. I've probably
2: said this before, but if you're listening to our show, you better be watching these damn movies. I know
0: it would be weird if you weren't. Especially, well, no, no actually, the only <laughs> ones that make sense would be the 360 these no. movies. But we, Ooh. I literally have to get past that so bad in my life. But uh, <laughs> but move so, on, damn move it! On, I know I need to. I really need to. So
2: Like the Sopranos, it's over. (laughs) I mean, I was, you know, half expecting someone in this movie to be like, Lara! I know. About Godzilla.
0: Emiko! But, (laughs) um, but, uh, so. This movie was uh, directed and written by Ishiro Honda. Mm-hmm. He is a, uh, he basically like made his career in the Godzilla and Godzilla versus what we can call it. Cause I think he made Rodan. I, I know he made Mothra and he made a whole bunch of them, but this one was the start. Um, he was actually a veteran of the second world war. So he had like a, a, a pacifist stance And he was very, like, driven by, you know, again, like... I don't think that we can imagine like the level of devastation. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. Like this is like nine years after that shit. Yeah, it, it the movie came out in like November of nineteen fifty four, right? So that is nine years and two months. That's a bunch of processing of
1: some scars.
0: Yeah, no, a bunch <laughs> of a bunch of ways to deal with trauma. Yeah, and um, you know, I think he handled it so fantastically. Yeah. Like I think that it wasn't just like his ability to understand the 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 scope of it but also to kind of bring it down on the human level a little bit even though the love triangle is the most boring thing i've ever watched (laughs) it really is it It is is. so boring but but so um the movie was produced by tomoyuki tanaka pretty close on that one i almost lost it it.
2: you kept it going
0: tomoyuki tanaka So he was the producer. He also produced basically like every Godzilla movie. I think that it wasn't uh, until the the like rebirth in the '80s um, that he wasn't attached as a producer or something like that. But um, the music was written and conducted by Akira Ifukube. Akira Ifukube. There, I can say it proudly too. But he also <laughs> was responsible for coming up with Godzilla's roar. And I thought that, I always thought that was kind of cool. Do you,
2: so, I don't have the background. Do you, what is Godzilla's roar?
0: So, and I have no idea how a person could possibly, like, put these objects together. (laughs) But if Akube was like, I had this idea where you take a double base and you stand it up. Put a glove on my hand. And you just slather that glove in all the pine tar that you can possibly find. And then I'm just gonna go like rub across the strings in a weird way, and I can make it sound like Godzilla's iconic, instantly recognizable wow. roar. Wow. Isn't that the? Like that's it's really? yeah. That some he literally was just like oh I can do it. Yeah, they that's, they had to they had to find a, an elephant baby <laughs> to make the Jurassic. Park T Rex roar. You know what I mean. This guy just was like, yeah, "I could do it." He slapped a bass. <laughs> he slapped <the> bass. <laughs> He slapped the bass, and he made a Godzilla. It's like but, um, uh, there's
2: an anecdote from the new Dune where um, Dune, Dune, where um who's the guy that conducted the shit?
0: Hans Zimmer. Thank you. Han, or wait, Han is Zimmer. it Hans Zimmer? I. You I don't know who it was. Jeff, you, you know who I wrong. was thinking of was Ryan Zimmerman, no. former <laughs> Nationals first baseman. But anyway, nice. Hans Zimmer. So Hans Zimmer
2: is sitting there talking with um, Denny, Denny, Denny Villanueva, and <laughs> and he said, "You know, when the bagpiper get the bagpipers get off the ship, that was my electric guitarist." And Denny Villanueva goes, "What?" And he goes, yeah, he was playing electric guitar. He goes, so the guy that I found that could play the bagpipes didn't have to play the bagpipes? And he's like, no, it was an electric guitar. It didn't didn't matter. (laughs) And it was just so funny because it's like that idea of like, holy shit. Like (laughs)
0: Like Honda's like being like, you telling me that I tracked down a giant radioactive dinosaur. (laughs) And and all you had to do was
2: slather your glove with pine tar? You just
0: (laughs) needed to slap the bass. God damn it. And then all of these special effects Woo. were created by A. G. Tsuburaya. So he was admittedly this is where it gets a little controversial. He was a World War II propagandist. Oh. So he made a, uh, a, like, it was some movie that was, like, based on Pearl Harbor or something. And it, uh, the this big action bill guy was like, yeah, it, it was so convincing. His special effects work, which was the same type of thing, like, miniatures, like, it, it's all really cool. But it was said that his movie fooled uh, American servicemen into thinking it was, like, actual footage. Oh, my God. But the thing is i'm I'm skeptical when that's said, because it makes me think that it might have fooled a bunch of really dumb service, yeah, men. you know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? because it just feels like even though the special effects were like awesome and it is kind of like, a, oh, how did they do that? You know it's a guy in a suit, and you know they're tiny <laughs> like <laughs> I could just Im- I could imagine it you know who it was. <laughs> It was Captain Touchdown's grandpa.
2: <laughs> it was Captain Touchdown. He just walks up and he goes, "Oh wow, this oh. looks like it's uh, this looks like it's really happening." Hey, this is real.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, turn back on the football, Notre Dame. <laughs> Watch watching Notre football. He, and in 365 days are in our lives for the rest of our uh, lives. It's unfortunate, but, but it's yeah. Not. So he, uh, he kind of came up with the creature design. Um, basically, he uh, Godzilla was uh, sort of like. Uh, an amalgam of a bunch of different dinosaurs, surprisingly not T-Rex. It was the Iguanodon Mm. with the thumb Mm -hmm. and the uh, stegosaur, obviously. Yeah, with the tail. And then um, I believe it was the Velociraptor that can breathe atomic Hellfire, yeah. upon no, its it enemies? was the
2: diflaticus or the of that thing. The the thing that uh, that spit poison at Newman's face. The diflaticus the diplodacticus. No, I
0: think. Oh man, dilophosaurus. There it is. <laughs> but um, so yeah, like he and uh. It, I just think that we'll we'll kind of get to that the guts of that but like um, some of the little things he did was so intelligent like the whole set was covered in sawdust so that when Godzilla would step down or like a building yeah. would collapse it would look like a little bit of like extra debris okay and oh, um, something well played yeah yeah right and one of the things to keep in mind with this movie is that the this was just something I said or I heard rather this is something said. I said <laughs> no this is something that i heard i'm a plagiarist but um what (laughs) i but i can't remember who said it okay where i heard it but I just remember kind of the basic gist, but a Godzilla actor was talking about the movie's special effects, and, and like it was a story about him kind of like scolding somebody for laughing at it, for being cheesy. He And he said it's not really about it being realistic. It's about it creating like an impression. Right. So it's something where it's like it sticks with you not because it's like, God, when that guy in that suit stepped on that toy car. It looks so good. It, it, it's more like just like you can see it because in your in like memory and telling it like i can see it and whatever but like it's like more impactful and 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 it stays with you so but that was the amazing cast who brought this fucker to life like you know what i mean like or did i say cast i meant crew yeah i can screw i can screw that up i'm allowed to screw that up i i made a promise to myself about the name so this is when it's going to get complicated (laughs) because we're going into the cast so uh this film stars akira takarada as ogata um ogata is the like he's like he works for the salvage company and uh he is dating emiko who is played by momoko kochi um so they are kind of like young lovers who are like sort of in a budding relationship but emiko is already engaged to dr sarazawa I didn't realize they were engaged. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's it. like, honestly, I, I love this movie, but it's so fucking pointless. Like, it's like <laughs> nobody knows and everybody's like, wait, they're married at the end. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> Dr. Serizawa. Yeah, that was better. That's Dr. Serizawa reminds me of like a pirate version of David Byrne. He but, really does. Yeah, I he, think
2: you said that when we were watching it too. Yeah.
0: The whole the whole cast is dressed like uh, like stop making sense basically, <laughs> except for Godzilla. This is but, not Godzilla's beautiful
2: house. It, this is not his beautiful wife.
0: Wouldn't it have been awesome if David Byrne came out in a Godzilla suit <laughs> to girlfriend is better? That would have been so dope. But um, so anyway, Doctor Doctor Sarazawa is very well played by Akihiko. Harada, I, th- I think I messed it up. Akihiko. No, Akihiko. Akihiko. Okay, I did nail it the first time. I nailed it.
2: I think we're going to go back, though, because you said Momoko, and it's Momoko.
0: It's Momoko? <laughs> yeah. Momoko. I don't care. I don't care anymore. All right. I'm all trying right. to be respectful. <laughs> I know. I know. But anyway- I appreciate uh, you. Yeah, no, me. nobody else does. No. I, I no. hope you five people listening care. <laughs> But um so uh, a very legendary and notable uh, Japanese actor, Takashi Shimura plays Dr. Yamamine. Um uh so Shimura I'm really not confident on the first name, so he is Shimura for a minute. Okay, but he's in um he is in a bunch. Of really significant Japanese films, he's he's okay. all over Kurosawa's work. Okay, he's in like it's like one of those things where again, I could probably spend five he's, minutes just talking about. He's it. the Sam Jackson of. Tokyo cinema at the time. You know what? Yeah, kind of. Like that same idea where it's like, yeah, okay, so it's the same guy. He's probably going to do the same thing where he's like the wiser old mm-hmm. voice of reason, but he's also got those shit eyes. Just like Sam but, Jackson? <laughs> just like Sam Jackson. But, um, so yeah, Yamamine is the, uh, is, he's the doctor, um, who is like the paleontologist and everything. So he's the one who knows what's up with the dinosaurs. But, um, Alright, here we go. Another one that is tricky. Sakio Sakai. As Hajiwara, I'm at least getting the character names Yes, yeah, right. Know, I, yeah. So so uh Hajiwara is the reporter. I love the reporter. He does he's just kind of like, Hi everybody, you re- remember <laughs> that I'm here? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a
1: convenient plot device every once in a while, but otherwise I'm just gonna take off my beret and look.
0: Sorry. I love hajiwara <laughs> He makes me so happy. He makes me so fucking happy. Then we've got Ren Yamamoto as Masaji. Um so Masaji is one of the Odo islanders. Um Toyoka Suzuki as shinshiki oh I fumbled the character's name. It's shinshiki So he's uh he's Masaji's younger brother and as I said Haruo oh, yeah, Nakajima. As Godzilla. Yep. So that is kind of everybody who uh, gets to usher this puppy into existence, and we're going to stop talking about it. You forgot about Raymond Burr. Oh, no, he's not in this version. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Which one did I watch? It's really awkward because Raymond Burr is sitting right over there watching (gasps) us, and he's been dead for a while, I think. But anyway, (laughs) film opens up. We hear Godzilla's loud-ass footsteps. Which reminds me of my fucking upstairs neighbor who's doing God knows what at two <laughs> in the morning. And then uh we get the title card for Godzilla. And then his famous roar.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. That was it. <laughs> it <really laughs> sounds like <laughs> that, hurt, that hurt my ear. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right.
2: You can edit that out in post or leave it. This it's is so w- good. It was it was perfect. <laughs>
0: you get to hear me get injured on air. <laughs> But so, um, and then if Akube's score starts playing, which is kind of fun, um, goes through the whole title card. I like it. I always love seeing Toho Studios. Mm. It it just makes me happy because it's childhood, like I said. So it opens up. uh, We kind of see that we're in the middle of the ocean and we see a boat called the Echo Maru. It's a lazy day. Doesn't seem like anything notable or eventful is going to happen. Nobody is going to know the name of this boat. No, I'm just kidding, because there is a big flash of light. <laughs> and everybody runs to the side. And then there's an explosion, and they all scream, and they're kind of panicky. Yeah, it's uh... <laughs> It's basically the opposite of the boat scene in 365 <laughs> days when yep. you think about it. But, yep. but, um, so as the boat explodes, you kind of see this like crazy, like, like, like atomic, like whatever, yeah, but but that's what it atomic is. Atomic storm. Yeah. We don't know yeah. at that point. Sorry. I spoiled it. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. so while the boat is going down, the radio room gets off like an SOS. They're sending out an SOS. <laughs> Um, to the Japanese Coast Guard. To the world. Oh no, Sting would probably be like, "I'll be there. I'll be a message in a bottle." <laughs> Which would be like, "That's not gonna get there fast enough, Sting. They're all gonna die." But so uh, I'll be an Englishman in New York. Oh, that's not gonna help either, Sting. <laughs> Nothing's gonna help this situation because the boat goes down. Yeah. it goes down pretty quick. And after uh, after the Coast Guard receives the distress signal, they call Ogata. Who again? He works for um, he works for a salvage company. Did they call Ogata because they were
2: like, hey, there's a lot of debris in the ocean. Can you come pick it up and get yeah, rid of it for I us?
0: I know, but but the don't thi- worry
2: about the dead body. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of <laughs> there's
0: like a lot of junk over there. Can you just maybe tuck it to the side? <laughs> Put that under. Because it doesn't seem like a fun job. It mm-hmm. seems like you do have to deal with a lot of debris and dead bodies. But oh well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to each their own. And Ogata picks up the phone. He's like, all right, uh huh okay uh-huh all right cool and uh we see emiko uh she is there um they're gonna go on a date to see the budapest string quartet and ogata dodges a bullet because <laughs> he's got to go into the office <laughs> like i they're
2: hey i bet the budapest string quartet is lovely i mean yeah
0: i bet lovely to take a nap to like, <laughs> their
2: incubus covers are fantastic <laughs> yes,
0: yeah like what like that's what i mean it's like can you imagine fucking introducing like parliament funkadelic to this time period <laughs> it would blow their minds they'd be like the budapest string quartet they're not groovy at all cats <laughs> but um so he's like he he's like okay I can't go anymore you can go by yourself and she says enjoy <laughs> yeah she says it won't be fun going by myself and I was like I don't think it would have been fun if you would have gone with way. like eight people I think that it would have been very very boring but so uh, you know Ogata walks out he goes Whew. glad she bought that bullshit <laughs> about that boat no he go he goes to the coast. Uh, guard headquarters where there's not really an answer for what happened mm. this incident was actually based on a real life incident called the lucky dragon incident i believe i might be getting that wrong the boat that was affected was the lucky dragon but they were uh, victims of fallout of nuclear testing so okay. this and this had just happened too so this was kind of also part of the like it's just interesting because the like it, it, the scar of the atomic bomb will never heal right Right. that that that'll never heal but then there are also these things where it's like that's like the background monster but then there are all these real life other tragedies because japan just had a great decade after world war ii but um so so they're like it could be an undersea volcano could be a bunch of mines and it's like why does anybody choose to live on japan You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just like all this different stuff is going on. But they go, don't worry. The bingo Maru is on the way. It's going to go to the area. It's going to pick everybody up. The other Maru. Yeah, the other Maru. (laughs) So, (laughs) but like, also, man, I don't trust anything or anyone named Bingo. Well, except for that dog, I guess. But uh, so. I was going to
1: say, Bluey's sister is pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, she's pretty tight. But um, <laughs> then we see the Bingo Maru, which basically is Thomas the Tugboat floating <laughs> along, and it's like, oh, I'm looking for survivors of the last crew, and then he gets fucking blown up. It was a very mature, not safe work. Episode of Thomas the Tugboat because he just burns to death and he's like, ah! and
2: then George Carlin shows up and he's like, "Oh no, what's
0: the matter, Thomas?" Yeah, George. Carlin. Hey, what's going on, buddy? You fuck. But um, they're back at the. Uh, they're back at the. He was
2: the be- He was the better Mr. Conductor, in yes. my opinion, oh, I than f- Ringo Star. Oh
0: man, that boat was the dumbest song I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. But um. So uh, we're back at the Coast Guard headquarters, where they are not doing a very good job keeping everybody calm, and get, because the panicky families are just right up in like the head of the Coast Guard hey, space. Hey, just you, screaming. hey, hey, and they're like again looking for answers, and one guy says again, "Why not send more boats?" is a great is, idea. Yes, hey. A bunch of boats are sinking over there. Send as many boats as you can to find out what's going on. It's like we know there's helicopters. And while you're at it, blast Enya because you're all going down with that (laughs) ship. No, seriously. (laughs) Good Lord. So they're like, hey, hey, everybody, we get it. Your, Your families might be dead. You guys might be in a little bit of trouble, might be in a pinch. A fishing boat just picked up the survivors. And we see Masaji pick the guys up and one of them goes i'm telling you the sea just exploded (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile like a young joe gideon is sitting in the background he's like this would make an excellent stage (laughs) but so so uh you know they're all it's very scary like in real life we are we are making a lot of light of this situation (laughs) but um you know it's it's scary and back at the coast guard headquarters they're like you know everybody again they're all safe there are three survivors we don't know what boat they're from even if we did know we wouldn't tell your asses because it's pretty funny so then they're like anyway everything's good we can just stop here this is the end of the godzilla story oh wait nope 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 wait one sec what the fishing boat sank (laughs) the fishing boat also goes down so now we get just when is the last time You've seen like the spinning newspaper montage, where it's like Spider-Man, maybe, like Spider-Man. Maybe. I That's feel, true. Uh, but they Dan, didn't. But they did it yeah, it like it as a
1: bit. That was because that that was the point.
0: Yeah, like I feel like that was more tongue in cheek. Yeah. where this was much more like, uh, this is how movies convey news. And once again, they're guessing. The first guess on everybody's mind is undersea volcano. Which is just like uh, Yep, God. I know
1: those running volcanoes. <laughs> they move everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah, no. Nothing like a good old fashioned bloodthirsty undersea <laughs> volcano. It's like like seriously, is Lex Luthor like sitting <laughs> under there? Like like undersea volcano? Yeah. Oh man, that'd yes. be fun. I've got the volcano on my
2: payroll. Or if you're Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Somebody
0: just brought that up. I can't believe he played him. But anyway, we go to Odo Island for the very first time. So Odo Island is a fictional island. It's situated kind of just like, I believe it's like a little bit south. Of Tokyo, like okay. by like as the crow flies, but um, it's just kind of like supposed to be like a small, like more like rural. Uh, it, I guess, not farming though, fishing. The fishing. Town. Yeah, they're like a fishing town, yeah. they're like Boston, they're the Boston. No, I'm just kidding,
2: the Boston <laughs> equivalent to Tokyo. No,
0: but so they are right in the area that this is all happening. And the very first shot, what I like about it is it's is very wide shot where you can mm-hmm. kind of see from the perspective of the island. And just off in the distance, there's like a little white dot. Yeah. And it's very subtle, and it's a very good move because, you know, that's th- maybe the the unholy glow in the ocean might right. be the issue. Maybe that's the problem, you guys. That's the
2: undersea volcano. Yeah,
0: that's the issue. And we meet Shinshki for the first time. First time we meet shinsky for the first time Getting the cut, the, cutting that door. but um so we meet him he's sitting next to some old guy who just goes no matter what way you cut it this is serious and it's just like i hate hate boomers and i hate <laughs> having to sit next to them as they try and explain things to me that i already understand <laughs> but um but so then you
2: turn and you go okay boomer Shut <laughs> yeah you up, go Mama, you-, no.
0: you go okay boomer but <laughs> then um so as they're watching umshinchky sees something kind of drifting in from the ocean and they sort of sound the alarm they just start going everybody hello please Time wake to up. get up yeah and as Jchky runs to the shore it's discovered that masaji from the fishing boat mm-hmm. is the only survivor and they kind of they drag him very roughly onto the beach (laughs) and then they're just like holding him, and they're just screaming in his face. So like, I don't know, like I have never been woken up from unconsciousness by somebody going, what did you say? So it doesn't seem like that's a good way to get information out of somebody, but they're doing that. They're like, what did you see? What did you see? And he goes, it got us in our boat too, which is the most passive aggressive answer (laughs) to say, before you pass out. <laughs> because it's he just got us.
1: Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, it got us and uh got our boat too, just kinda like I think shinsky might have gotten my mountain too
0: the other day. <laughs> I'm not telling you that it was Godzilla. <laughs> I already know that. I'm but it gets you in your little boat too. But then he passes back out, but then the guy just starts smacking him in the face. It's really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but so then we're still on Odo Island. It's the next day. And they're, they're, they're bringing in their fishing nets, right? Mm-hmm. They're bringing them on in, nice and slow. But they realize they're a problem. And they're, like, looking. And they're just like, wait a second. We got weights in the fish! <laughs> we got weights in the fish! No, I'm just kidding. That would be awesome, <laughs> that, wouldn't it? I'm obsessed with the walleye cheaters. Do you know about this? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You haven't heard about it, Anthony? You did that, and I went what is going on dude earth it's insane er, so so real quick we have to pause the Godzilla talk these two these two guys who are competitive fishers uh cheated in a competition and they got caught they like it's like they weigh the fish right but there were weights in the fish and one of the judges cut it open and everybody kind of already knew that these guys were cheaters And I got to back Wait, up a little was bit. Was their bait weighted? No, not the bait. They, they caught the fish and then put in like. They would v- feed them weights. Yes. What? No, yeah. no, 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 no. They would put weights. It, they would cut open the fish and just shove weights and like fish fillets in there. That's not a joke. There was oh, like. Oh, actually, actually, I
1: thought they were live fish and they were just feeding them. They were dropping weights down their throat.
0: Either way, Either these way. Are, these, are, these fish were full of weights. Yeah, okay. And so a judge is cutting them open and you can kind of just hear the crowd like just start to kind of like bristle. And then somebody just goes, "We got weights in the fish. Get the fuck out!" And it just like becomes one of the most bloodthirsty <laughs> mobs I've ever seen. Like Dude, it is. They're in serious
1: trouble too, though, because <laughs> yeah. that they, they won like over two hundred and fifty k in a couple competitions.
0: <laughs> I know. Like, like, like look, we <laughs> can't even talk about Godzilla for like five minutes because we got Urso Dom DeLuisean over there. <laughs>
2: There's whites in the face <laughs> We got whites in the face I'll watch it afterward, but god damn it, that sounds hilarious. Oh, dude. it That's is insane. the
0: funniest thing in the world. But anyway, back to Godzilla. Yes. Cause this is when we start to figure out what might maybe might be going on. But so, so at this point we still haven't like fully seen Godzilla. Yeah, we know Godzilla is Godzilla mm-hmm. because of what it's, we know is dramatic irony. Right. But yeah, no, nobody really knows like what's going on. But they pull in the 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 nets and there's no weighted fish controversy because there are no fish in the nets at all. There's no catch. Right. And then we meet probably my like one of my favorite characters in the film, the stereotypical old guy who warns everybody about the monster. (laughs) You need one in every monster movie where there's just one. It doesn't even have to be a guy. It could be a gal. It can even be a fucking the, dog. The lady from Poltergeist? The lady from Poltergeist. You need one old person to be like, I know exactly what's going on.
2: This dinosaur is clean.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it when that person is the one that gets killed first or gets killed in front of everyone. Oh, it's like, man, like he's, I've been
2: saying it for years. That, that guy is so old. He's probably
0: been through so much in him, in his life. Scatman Cruthers in The Shining. He he was there when, in the old days because he go he goes uh so it it looks like Godzilla's back basically and some old, young woman says basically whatever boomer she's like there's no such thing as godzilla nowadays that's a
2: wives tale
0: yeah that's an old that's something like that and he's like uh well i'll feed you to godzilla myself before a helo before uh one of those whirly birds one of those helicopters lands uh, piloted by captain Touchdown. yeah yeah uh, exactly probably. and it is mr hajiwara The reporter because they know that uh, Masaji is the lone survivor so the reporters go to Odo Island to kind of get a little bit of a scoop, figure out maybe what's going on out there and Masaji says, there's definitely (laughs) some... It just there are so many great lines, but he says there's definitely some living thing going crazy down there. That's <laughs> why we can't catch any. it's why we can't catch any fish, and it's just it's just wonderful. It scared them away. Yeah, it's scaring all them fish away. But but um, so he's just like, no one will believe me. And then he walks away, and Hajiwara is like, all right, whatever. And then we see a uh, the Godzilla exorcism. Ceremony, yeah, which once again that looked like it might have been the opening to the Budapest Street quartet.
2: Well, we
0: missed out, we missed it. Here's oh, the reschedule, man. dude. You'll never believe they twisted their hands a couple times and went, Yep, <laughs> <laughs> skyward. But so, um, the old, uh, the stereotypical old guy who warns everyone about the monster is watching. <laughs> He's watching the ceremony with Hajiwara, who just knows who to sit by. Like, That's kind of his best skill as a reporter, because he's just sitting there, and the guy's like... Godzilla is a giant monster who lives in the ocean. When he eats all the fish in the ocean, he comes ashore and eats people. Whenever there are bad catches, the Odo Islanders used to take a virgin girl, push her right out into the middle of the ocean as a sacrifice to Godzilla, which, once again... Like not to shame, but I feel like Godzilla would want somebody who's a little bit more experienced. <laughs> he's like ten million years yeah, old. Godzilla's like, in the MILFs for so, sure. He's so yeah, no, he needs some of them MILFs. But so um
2: Moms I'd like to friend monsters.
0: Yeah, it it does kind of sound like a thing too, where it would just be like one of one of these virgins is getting a little bit mouthy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not me. It's not me saying that. It's Godzilla. Godzilla. No, it's not Godzilla. It's it's this old man because he just he just goes to kill her. But so anyway, a uh, typhoon approaches, and this is uh, one of the times that you see Godzilla kind of delivered in the form of a natural disaster rather than like kind of like just this like mindless monster like it's just this thing that you kind of have to live with and so we are inside masaji and shinshki's house with their mom they all are in the same uh uh room trying to get some sleep and we're starting to hear godzilla's footsteps coming shinshki jumps out of bed he runs outside and then masaji kind of gets up and he's like hey what are you doing and uh, he, Basaji uh, follows, but then stops and looks up and sees Godzilla and is like, ah! and he runs back inside and he's like trying to like cover w- like with his like mom as they're just trying to survive. And they get killed pretty yeah. quick. Godzilla just kind of steps on their house. It's it's dramatic because it's a, a great shot of Shinjiki screaming in the rain, crying. Yeah. It, it's just beautiful. It does remind me again of Seven Samurai. It kind of seems like there might have been like some cross streams there. But um, what's interesting is that Masaji survives Godzilla the first time, right? And then he gets killed like like two scenes later. Yeah. And so it's something where it's like that's actually representative of the idea of, again, you don't necessarily get killed in the blast of the A-bomb, but you might die later on because of all the the radioactive fallout, fallout. Because USA... USA, USA. 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 But, <laughs> and
1: you'll likely suffer more on the second time.
0: Yes, you will. Yeah, it'll probably be a lot worse. But yeah, Masaji and Mother are dead, and Shinshiki is orphaned. Then the Odo Island Disaster Petition Group goes to the Diet Building, which is, I believe, Japanese parliament. Okay. Um, and that's when they're kind of telling, you know, they're, they're going through everything they lost. Fourteen pool tables, four po- foosball tables. You know how hard it is to come across a foosball table? 16 very expensive arcade cabinets. I'm pretty sure we might have already misplaced the badminton thing, but I'm going to throw <laughs> that in there just to make sure. No, <laughs> nine people died. <laughs> and, oh, boy. And 12 homes were destroyed. And and they lost a bunch of pigs and cows.
2: Hmm.
0: Doesn't seem, we got to make sure that there weren't just that like a bunch of.
2: That doesn't seem like Godzilla's all Seems
0: like it's a little bit of body shaming, if yeah. you ask me. It's like, oh, these pigs and cows got taken. It's got to be Godzilla. I just
2: don't know how he would have picked them up.
1: Like he's, he's a pretty... He's got some small yeah, arms. Yeah, he's got some and,
2: small... He's got, like, the T-Rex
0: they're
1: thing
2: kind of T-Rex pro- he
0: arms, He could but... probably kick him to himself, or he would just hit him with his tail, because that seems like True. that would be a lot of yeah. fun to watch a bunch of pigs. <laughs> <and> Pop- Whoa! <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be crazy. Like
1: tossing popcorn to himself?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Shinshiki testifies, and he's like, I saw a giant monster. It was really scary. My brother and mama did. And then Hajiwara takes the stand, and he's like, well, I don't know... But I think that something besides the typhoon might have caused all that damage. Take me seriously. Just because I wear a beret doesn't mean I don't got
1: feelings.
0: Love that fucking guy. I, <laughs> I could eat Hajiwara's performance for breakfast. He I love He sounds like guy. Gomer Pyle. He is very Gomer Pyle. He's more Private Pyle than Private Pyle from Full Metal <laughs> Jacket. Is fair, and, um, Yeah. But so. <laughs> Pyle? <laughs> And then, um, so then we finally get to meet Dr. Yamami, who uh, is—he is very. You could tell that he's kind of like shy. His little, his little David Byrne Mm -hmm. tie is sticking out of his little David Byrne jacket. He takes it and he tucks back in, and he's like, "All right, well, I haven't seen the damage, uh, but there are like really deep unexplored parts of the ocean that we haven't seen, and we've also found." Footprints, (gasps) giant footprints in the snow from a yeti or a scratch. (laughs) But um, so uh, yeah, and he's just like so yeah, like just keep an open mind, everybody. We're not. We're. It's not like we're like sitting here trying to convince you that Rock of Love is worth a rewatch. But uh, so. So, don't, don't even pretend like you didn't rewatch watch Rock alone. Multiple times. But, right. uh, b- but yeah, try and tell that to normal people. But yeah. um, so <laughs> we, we w- go, uh, he says like, I'm going to go, I'll lead a scientific research team to see what mm-hmm. the hell happened. And everybody's like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's get this shit going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I got revenge for the Godzilla Roaches there. But so then as they're leaving, we, f- we finally see Sarah hour for the first time sarizawa is uh like holding on to a ribbon that emiko is also holding on to as their boats drifting away and she's like bye (laughs) bye and he's just staring at her with sunglasses on over his eye patch because he's mysterious he's the version of david byrne From Psycho Killer. He's the most serious <laughs> one. But so he sorry, I really was gonna say that before, but I started giggling. Hi. But,
2: I have a tape I wanna
0: play. Yeah. <laughs> Oxygen destroyer. But um so <laughs> they they then are off and uh and Ogata gotta say it kind of a dunt. Like like kind of like a dum dum because he's talking to Emiko on a boat. Mm-hmm when there is a well known boat disaster befalling <laughs> the ocean true. in this area right very now. True. And he is like he's like, Oh man, you know, Sarah Zau is always in his laboratory. It's so weird seeing him out here.
2: Yeah, weird that you're your boy boyfriend's always in his laboratory. You want to hang out, yeah, or you wanna,
0: like what, what? What's your situation? Yeah. But then he he's like, he's. Can I like, watch? <laughs> oh. But so he he goes. Uh, he's like, you know, maybe he's uh, maybe him coming to say goodbye might be for the last time. And she's like, what? And he he doesn't reassure. He's not like, oh, you know. He's like, no, yeah, we could die. Like it we shouldn't is- be funny, but just the delivery to me is what got me on that yeah what (laughs) (laughs) what What happened but so uh we get to the uh we're back on the island now during the investigation Mm -hmm. um and we're seeing uh basically you know these like some of the wells are radioactive and, and are unusable and they have to get water from the other side of the island but how would that why wouldn't all of them be affected jeff we don't know but so, and then uh, there are these giant like holes, but Yamamine goes, what would you say if I told you we were standing in a giant fucking footprint right now? My response would have been, no, let's, get, let's go. Yeah. like <laughs> Get <laughs> the nah, fuck I don't. out of here. Yeah, we're, we're in a giant <laughs> footprint, huh? This thing is fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big foot. But it's... so... um and then uh, they find a little trilobite, which is a prehistoric little critter, mm-hmm. and it's like, <laughs> and uh, he's they, like, they zoom
2: in on it. Yeah, it's just this <laughs> little cute,
0: and he's like, "Stay here, buddy. I'm a metaphor for the <laughs> destruction that can be wrought from runaway science and human arrogance." <laughs> yeah and uh and yama means like we have to kill it (laughs) (laughs) no but he he says oh my god this is remarkable in and of itself he takes that and he puts it away and uh then some guy just starts he saves it for later he saves it yeah he saves it he saves it for a little after dinner snack but so he uh then some guy starts ringing a bell and they're like oh godzilla's on the other side of the island and like, like every reasonable person would do when they hear that Godzilla's on the other side of the island, everybody runs to, to that side, side of guy. the island. They <laughs> run directly towards Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I want to um, see him. I would no, dude. I would be yeah. first in line. Yeah. Like super but serious. You're right telling down. me
1: there's impending doom over there? <laughs> I want
0: to be the first to see impending doom. I'm gonna be there right now.
1: <laughs> I want front front row to
2: impending doom. <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, the, the Odo that Islanders darn are,
2: Godzilla. <laughs>
0: but so Yamamine is already standing on the hill, and he takes a picture, and he's like, I saw it, guys. I saw a creature from the Jurassic. And then they approach the ridge, and Godzilla's big old fucking head comes up, and he touches a wire that makes the microphone go squeakety as squack. <laughs> And then uh he roars for the first time and everyone's real square. And don't do it.
2: <laughs> I didn't. I wanna do to it so
0: bad. And and they're all like Oh meow oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so
2: That was the part that was the part Rebecca
0: liked the best, was when he meowed like a cat. <laughs> but um or he does that weird dog bark where it's not like a where it's not like a bark, but it's like Bow. it's like <laughs> yes but uh so emiko like any good uh heroine in a 1950s sci-fi movie falls down when yes. she's running away and she looks up and sees godzilla and he looks at her and he says are you lost baby girl yes <laughs> I guess, yeah. yes yes he does <laughs> that's exactly what he says <clears throat> he says, "Are you lost, baby girl?" Yes. Yeah, and, and, so, and then Ogata just kind of picks her up, and Godzilla goes back into the ocean. They run to the ridge, and you see his footprints <laughs> and tail mark, like leading back into the ocean. He left a skid mark. I'm remembering
2: mark. this in my mind, in yeah. my mind's eye. Yeah. I, it, I don't know why it's making me laugh because, like, when we were watching it, I was very much like engaged, and I was like, "Oh, this fucking this is horrible." Yeah. But now, like looking back on the movie, I'm like. If you don't make
0: light of it... <laughs> yeah, no, you yeah. got... You, but, like, really, we really do take the like what happens very seriously. Yeah. But, um, so, and then he's just back at the ocean, and everybody's like, okay, that is, that might be... That's probably the thing that's that been, might be what's going yep. on. That, mm-hmm. all, that, that all these people are talking that about. That large lizard <laughs> creature. So then Yamamine, back in the diet building, uh, is uh, he's like kind of just going down his findings. So this is a, pretty much what Godzilla is. Godzilla was an amphibian like creature from mm-hmm. the uh, from the uh, Jurassic period. I always just automatically default to the Cretaceous uh, from the Jurassic period who is living in this like undersea ecosystem somewhere in the Pacific ocean. His habitat was destroyed by continuous H uh, bomb testing and he was irradiated and became this giant, horrible monster. What do you think he was before he became a monster? I think that he might have been a poet. <laughs> or perhaps he owned his own chain of undersea volcanoes. <laughs> that would destroy ships. <laughs> but, but what if we were getting it wrong and undersea volcanoes are just the best piece you've ever had in your life, bro? It'd <laughs> <laughs> be so good. But so... Um, so his with his ecosystem destroyed he's kind of been driven from it and is like looking for food or shelter or whatever. I mean he also is like like He, he might just he, be looking to fuck shit up too. He might just be going Dah! Oh my god my life is hell. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, like, a bunch of shit's blowing up around him. A bunch of shit is blowing up yeah, around him. It doesn't him. hurt me.
0: Yeah, and it's sad because I've heard stories where Godzilla had, like, a whole family. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. It just becomes... what? What's that movie? The Fan? <laughs> 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 but, so, <laughs> but so, like, uh, this is all backed up because got, there's sand... In Godzilla's footprint, that was found, that is only in these undersea trenches. Mm. The trilobite is from that era as well. Everything is fucking radioactive, so (laughs) duh. Because they don't—they only say because of H bomb testing. They don't directly say because of American H bomb testing, because this might surprise you. American and Japanese relations were restored a little bit touchy (laughs) post World (laughs) War II, and uh, and uh, you know part of it i think too was that during the reconstruction after J- you know after we dropped the bombs and japan surrendered in world war 2 we did a period of rebuilding um and then like there was just like a bunch of rules put in place by like the american governors board basically that was mm-hmm. like you can't so show suicide you cannot talk about the atomic bombs you can't do this Kinda so this like when 911 happened and you yeah. couldn't play songs like uh
2: Anything involving a plane, yeah, leaving exactly. on a jet plane. Yeah. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that still makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> We're talking about it now. But so, um, you know, it, it's kind of like vague, but obviously, you know, there was only like two countries with H-bombs at this time, I think. And wink, wink. Wink, wink. And so, uh, you know, obviously this is pretty scary to hear that there's a giant, indestructible monster coming your way putin putin and this guy stands up rodin actually was the <laughs> ussr but um putin basically not putin goddamn damn it. sorry no uh so they are like um you know this guy stands up in the parliament and he's like hey we got to keep this godzilla thing we got to keep it on the dl we don't want our fragile relations with a certain United States of America to go south. The beaches will only be closed for 24 he hours. Exactly. Is, he might He might as well have been wearing the anchor blazer that the mayor from Jaws was wearing. <laughs> it's like the exact same logic. And then um, the, in the Japanese parliament, the Japanese version of AOC stands up and she's like, progressivism! um, and, and just he, shouts it. No, she just goes, this is why we got to talk. And my favorite, you guys know this, my favorite part, Part of the movie is the guy just turns around and goes, quiet. <laughs> Shut it's so up. great. And then, you know, chaos ensues because, God, can you imagine if a Godzilla crisis happened in the United oh States now? God. Marjorie Taylor Greene would fucking be like, you know, Godzilla is just a creation of the liberal media. But um, so... <laughs> they decide they, they make a really quick choice because everyone knows about Godzilla pretty fast. It yeah. seems like, cause a thruple is on a train and they're kind of just acting as like, like sort of like, I think that for the Japanese audience to kind of be this connection of just like the, every people who are like, man, we've, we've dealt with radioactive fallout, like irradiated tuna. the the woman of the thruple is like, I barely escaped Nagasaki. <laughs> that is not fun that yeah. is not that that's that's like Ogata saying i barely escaped the budapest string quartet like <laughs> it's true. like which one which one sounds like it's more fun to miss who really dodged a yeah. bullet yeah but then uh they're like they have to make like an evacuation plan and the, one of the boyfriends is like i've had it god damn it but so um the response to godzilla and this just kind of stays the thread throughout every single Godzilla movie ever made <laughs> is that the military is like, we have to kill this thing. Let's kill it by irritating it to death because they're <laughs> using depth charges on the creature that survived the H-bomb. It's like, I think you guys have got to aim a little bit higher. Yep. But so, um, you know, they're, they're, it's just so naive like to just be like, this will do it. Um, and then, uh, you know, this is when we get to see like Yamamine be really sad about them trying to kill Godzilla for the first right. time because they're all watching on TV and he goes into his office with his awesome stegosaurus skeleton. And, um, he just is like, they just immediately want to kill him. Like they just don't even care. And it's true. It's like, it is a good argument, like, but whatever. So right. it cuts, it for cuts science. Yeah, exactly. And it cuts to what I'm going to go ahead and call the Tiny Tim Pleasure Cruise Experience, because it's just a yacht, like, going through the ocean, playing, like... <laughs> like, it might as well just, like, have it just be like, What are we doing, Patrick? That yeah. <laughs> was not even an no, effort. My name is Patrick. My name is Patrick. But uh <laughs> but so then like really it is the be bi- it is the bikini bottom theme music that everyone's <laughs> dancing to, which is once again why they needed fucking Parliament Funkadelic. <laughs> but so uh, true. But uh, you know, the the th- I'm pretty sure these two lovers are the thruple from the train, like like two of them at least. Like they the the Honda was like, I need extras yeah, to play we, this. We, yeah, we need something because oh <laughs> poor Toho, they just always went so cheap on these movies. But <laughs> but then Godzilla comes out of the water for them. The first time i think my favorite thing about godzilla coming out of the water is that you can tell that that the head of the actor was lower than the head of the suit so sometimes when he comes out it looks like godzilla's kind of had godzilla's had a couple of peppermint <laughs> schnapps because he'll just be like i'm i'm shit. who put all this shit in my house <laughs> And everyone starts Burr. screaming. Tiny Tim is just like having such a fun, and he disappears. <laughs> and then uh, Godzilla just goes back into the ocean because now it's like, oh my god, this thing's on our fucking doorstep. Like two days later, he gave you a warning. He did show up to be like, <laughs> and then just disappears. And so uh, the Yamamine gets asked by the government how to kill godzilla and it's like f- really the worst person to ask that's like asking me how not to enjoy taco bell yes. like <laughs> how can i not enjoy it but so um it's not possible it is impossible Ding. but um <laughs> but taco- maybe they shoot him in the eyes why have
1: they never tried that
0: yeah and <laughs> and Yamamine drops like the most epic metal response when they're like do you have any idea how we can kill godzilla and he goes impossible godzilla was baptized in the fire of the h-bomb and survived which is just i can only hear it in like a mastodon version where it's like godzilla was baptized in the fire of the h-bomb and uh he says we should just study him instead which is just like dude put your guitar away get out of the rotating drum set
2: that's um that was McDonald's response to um how to kill the grimace. They just said <laughs> nothing can kill the
0: grimace. Nothing can kill him. He was <laughs> he was born in the fires of a deep fryer. <laughs> yes. And survived, <laughs> unlike Norm Duncan. But um <laughs> but uh so yeah, the like uh the newspaper offices then are where we go to next where Hajiwara and his co workers are like, I think we should kill Godzilla. Yeah, but at what cost? Maybe we should study him. And and Hajiwar is like, yeah, it's very dumb. How, just are, again. You
1: gonna, how are you going to control him?
0: Yes. Like, how know. are you going
1: to get, like, we should study him? How? I know.
0: <laughs> you uh, You really would just have to kind of let him do yeah, yeah, it. Let him do, just what do what you kill I mean, everybody? I mean, cool. You'd have, to, you'd have to give him that fucking, like, uh, that Lizzo energy where yeah. it's like, I whip my hair, check he, my
2: nails. He comes out of the ocean and he, like, scratches his ass and, like,
0: goes to take a piss and everybody's like... What's he going to do next? <laughs> Get your umbrellas. But um, and then uh, Hajiwara gets given the assignment to interview Sarazawa because everyone knows that Sarazawa is working on something that could potentially kill Godzilla. I say that because this is like one of my favorite through lines of the movie. But um, yeah, he's like, you know, this guy apparently uh, is is working on something that could kill, that could potentially kill Godzilla. And, uh, Hajiwara is like, oh, I know Yamamine and Emiko, I'll go, you know, tag along and say what's up. And, uh, so they like, you know, Ogata's finally like, hey, I know this whole Godzilla thing is going on, but like, we should tell your dad and Sarazawa that we're like in love and stuff. Cause he's just so st- stupid
2: we're but, in love and uh, i'm going i want to marry you i want to like
0: marry and stuff but hajiwara interrupts and is like hey i need to talk to Sarazawa, zawa please and she's like and <laughs> she's like and, and she's like okay and so um sarah zawa is the worst liar <laughs> i've ever <laughs> seen in my life because he's like oh i don't know what everyone's talking about with this like business for potential like you know super weapon or something like that mean? as like things that are labeled parts for my super weapon <laughs> <laughs> like, aren't, like it honestly is like that because hajiwara is like well it's interesting that you say that because one of our swiss contacts says that they know a german doctor who says that what you're doing could kill Godzilla and Sarah Zao goes I don't know a German doctor which is really pretty rough period to have to constantly say that like it's just like I know no Germans I don't know any Germans why would I know a German at all in this time period when I'm a veteran of a <laughs> war but um so yeah so yeah like Emiko's like i know like i i know it's pretty obvious that he's lying but he's just <laughs> not gonna tell you anything
2: you gotta you gotta go you gotta
0: go and so Emiko's kind of preparing to like to to like be like okay like you know and hajiwara we need to talk sarazawa they need to have their are you back baby girl moment and um <laughs> sarazawa basically is like Ap-a-p-a-p-a. you want to see something fun And he takes her into his laboratory, which is Frankenstein's aquarium. Like, it is just, Uh, like, all of these aquariums and these electrical shit. It looks pretty cool. And he's like, hey, this is what I've been working on. And uh, he goes over to the tank with all of those little Finding Nemo fish. Mm -hmm. And he drops a little pebble in that starts bubbling up. We don't know what it is. He doesn't tell Emiko what he's doing. Fucking nope, at just all. Does it. He just does it, and uh, she's watching, and we don't see what happens, but she screams at what happens in that fish tank.
2: You know, like you do.
0: Yeah, like you do. And it's just like man. Oh
2: no, he put a bunch of saltwater fish in a freshwater tank. And, and she no, and I'm
0: she's pro- and she's probably thinking to herself, I am making the right choice <laughs> by leaving <laughs> sarazawa because this is what he showed me after he said what he said. You want to see something cool? And then and then yeah, she runs out of the room. She's like utterly disgusted and he's like, "Hey, hey. Loose loose lips yeah. sink ships." And he's like, "Catch you later, sweetie." <laughs> and then um someone's
2: going to kill you if you talk. Yeah, I know.
0: You know we're dating, but I'll never see you again. I'll see you
2: I'll Someone see you will be sleeping with the fishes.
0: Yeah. But so it's dinner time and Emiko <laughs> comes home after whatever she just watched happen. <laughs> she is very very noticeably upset. She really is. And then everyone is just kind of like, "All right, like we can bury our emotions pretty deep. Like we're we're pretty good at it." And then we hear Godzilla's footsteps and a siren, and they're like, "Fuck, we gotta go!" And uh, before he he departs with Yamamine and uh, uh, Shinsuke, uh Ogata on his way out, Emiko grabs him and is like, "Hey, I didn't tell him about the whole thing." And no. he's like, "And he reacts very weird. He just grabs her shoulders and then leaves." And then uh, Godzilla... I like that you wrote, Ogata is
2: chill with it because he seems nice. (laughs)
0: Yes, no, he does does seem nice. He just seems really dumb. (laughs) But so Godzilla makes landfall. Once again, the Japanese defense force is like brilliant way to take care of this is to just piss it the fuck off first because yeah. they're just peppering it with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like it's just like a bunch of mosquitoes at that point. And people are kind of like running away. It's like really scary. And like Yamamine is doing the thing where it's like, don't flash lights in his eyes and nobody's <laughs> listening to him. And, uh, you know, that's when we see so the is first... This, is this just
2: King Kong? Basically. Oh, yeah. okay. No, this movie this is point. so
0: heavily inspired. A. G. Tsuburaya said that he basically would only watch his copy of King Kong and try and reverse engineer it to figure out how the guy made it. But so, um, yeah, it, it it is this wonderful King Kong style, uh, train attack sequence, which once again, my favorite scene. Oh, it's so good because Godzilla is just towering over a Kube's like score at that point it's the it's like the dirge where it's like mm-hmm. bomb 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 and you just like f- it, it like creates this weight it's so awesome well and the editing's great too yeah no it's all, it's all just such a master like it's such a masterful moment yeah. and what's amazing is that this isn't even like like the crown on the movie like no. this is just one of the key parts yeah. but it it again shows you kind of like the grim reality which is just like this isn't fun like all these people are fucking getting smooshed and killed and shit. So Godzilla smashes the train. All these people are dying and he goes back into the ocean. They get ready for the final, um, like, like they're like, okay, this thing is coming on shore no matter yeah, what. We so we've got to deal with it. it yeah. So they build a giant electric fence, Like, Godzilla's a fucking golden retriever. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like that's going to stop him from doing anything. Sparky, you stay here. Yeah, Sparky. Sparky would be a great name for a Godzilla dog. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like if there was a dog who was Godzilla, Sparky would be a good name. But so they they build these fences. They're kind of just, like, mobilizing all the defense forces. They're evacuating people. And it's kind of like showdown time. And Ogata, at the Yamamine, home. That Professor means house is like, Godzilla's making landfall tonight, so I'm, de- I'm definitely going to tell him about us. And Emiko's like, okay, this seems... And of course, it's just like, not a good idea. Like, don't... Not- <laughs> it, it seems like it's hey. a pretty high-stress time period. In hey,
2: those- Yamini, um, I just want to say, uh, you know, Emiko and I have been fucking for
0: probably about as long as you and her have. <laughs> Do you want to kill Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what happens. Is Yamamine comes in and he's just like, all they care about is killing Godzilla. And it's like, he killed a whole bunch of people yesterday. It's like, I really love your nobility, and I totally agree. You're a great scientist. You're a great zoologist. We need. He's gotta go. Like it's just like Godzilla is why you don't have a friend. That you have when you're 21, when you're 45 years old, because it's just like, man, that was great, but you gotta go, like yeah. you, like hence, go, go Godzilla. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so they're kind of getting ready to do that, and and uh, you know Yamamine is lamenting again, and Ogata just goes, yeah, no, we should do it. We should kill him. <laughs> and it's just like that's how you're gonna lead off the conversation. About telling your future father-in-law that his daughter is breaking off her engagement with his prodigy. Because that's also another side thing that doesn't really get commented on. You're going to lead it off by going after his core Belief that is coming over to my house and telling me that weed is an awesome like, <laughs> like that is what that I is. Just,
2: I just realized I got Yamamine and Sarazawa confused, and I made a comment about oh god, oh a fucking Yam.
0: Oh, that's why you said that. <laughs> yeah, I met Sarazawa. <laughs> what? Stay in
2: the fuck. No, no,
0: there. no. It's gonna be so good, but oh, so I'm dumb. Oh no, it's fine, it's fine. But so, uh, you know, Yamamine gets mad and is like, get, get out of my fucking house. Because, of course, and it's just like, it go. And then, uh, you know, they're sitting there and Ogata's is like, sorry, I botched it. And Emiko is really upset. And then the radio alarm for Godzilla comes on. But it's very cheery because it's bing bong bing bong bing. <laughs> Which feels like it should seriously just be like bing bong bing bong bing. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> but the guy's like, uh, Godzilla's making landfall. Welcome, welcome to
1: your death. <laughs> yes, no By welcome. the way.
0: <laughs> By the way. But so this is the beginning of what I think might be one of my favorite sequences mm. in film history. Because the next 15 minutes of the film are Godzilla's attack. Yeah. The next 15 minutes. It's pretty incredible. It is awesome. It is such a ballsy choice that we have literally never seen another Godzilla movie make since this one, the very first one decided, Hey man, like we now have kind of set up this creature's power. Let's show what the fuck it can do. And, you know, it's coming on shore. Once again, Honda just understands building tension so brilliantly. Like, this part is just so good because they're just kind of watching. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, the whites of the eye moment, where it's just like you got to wait for the right moment. And, you know, they're like, he's approaching the fence. you got to get ready to electrify that barrier. They pull it. Godzilla cuts through it like... Uh, A knife through butter. Like, he gets through that thing so fast. He debuts the atomic... I'm not going to call it the mist. He debuts the atomic breath and melts that shit. It's awesome. They actually made those uh, towers out of wax and then heated them with a lamp to make them kind of melt and and fall that way, which is just so cool. Yeah. And, like, that was their last best defense and Godzilla walked through it like it yeah, was a cobweb. Nothing. His reaction is me walking through a cobweb just like
3: ar, oh, that I, I hate
0: when that happens. And then he starts his horrifying attack on Tokyo, which begins with him just kind of burning some buildings but basically uh, like the way that it happens is he uses his breath the atomic breath on the buildings and they start burning but it's and pardon the pun, but it's a slow like, To kind of like, I don't know, it just gives you a moment to, like we were saying, like it makes an impression on you. And all of a sudden, again, keep in mind, Tokyo was just in fucking ruins. Right. A a scant decade before, not even. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is probably hitting home for a few people as Godzilla just is kind of like working his way through Tokyo. And it's just like like it's not just that the scene is so good. It's the work that went into the scene. It took two people to put the actor in the Godzilla suit. (laughs) He, it was so heavy that there were scenes when he could only have the bottom on when he would be stepping on stuff. Oh, like, he no. had to change it. And I, again, I mean, he's getting electrocuted. He's getting burned. He's probably, like... It's it's the equivalent of that scene in The Simpsons where Homer's taking the bath and <laughs> Bart comes out of nowhere and just hits him with the chair. That's, like, the that's got to be on your resume to be a Godzilla actor. Like, it's just, like, I could do that. But so... Again, it's just so grim and scary and, like, the scale of it. it like, it's just, it, again, it's so rarely done mm-hmm. with monster movies like this because they keep it kind of basic, but they do these tricks where it'll be, like, from Godzilla's vantage point looking down. Yeah. So you understand how how, how big this is. Big, yeah. yeah. How enormous and it is. And just
2: how big that his presence is, too. Oh,
0: yeah. God. And, and it's it like,
2: might
1: as well bend, like, the way they're doing the whole you – know, it might as well have been Uncle
0: Sam, it yeah. didn't have to be that monster. Yeah, right. I mean, and it's it's just like you know, and again, Godzilla should should actually garner like a lot of sympathy because there's just like these like little interesting like like ticks with the, with the way that they created them. But the, uh, his skin, it isn't scaly. Mm -hmm. He's burned. Like those are all like atomic burns. Like it's supposed to be like, uh, what would happen to the people who would have these horrible marks for the rest of their life when they survive the explosion. And, um, all these people are like trying to run away and Godzilla just totally blows them away with his atomic breath. I think I've only seen like a few like off the top of my head where they can do that. Like, it's just like total panic. Like, like mm-hmm. the defense forces are immediately told like to just like break up and try and save people, but they're getting just fucking rain fire on top of them. Godzilla is just like going block by block. District by district in yeah. Japan. And it's just this like he the, the balls to show something so traumatizing mm-hmm. for 14 minutes. And yeah. again, like this isn't something sub- like, they had to cut down so much oh, of I'm the sure. American version because it's just so horrifying. Like there's a moment which is it, it is something that just sticks with you forever when you see it. But there is a, a mother huddled in a building with her children. And Godzilla comes up over the top. He he, he just is like, what's And burns everything down. And the mother is holding the kids. And she goes, we're going to join Daddy. We'll be where Daddy is soon. And it's just, oh, my God. It's, oh, it's yeah. like, oh, man. Yeah, that moment I wonder, was
2: definitely like, what the fuck?
0: I wonder what that is in reference to, yeah. is what makes me think. But, yeah, like, it's, and, again, it's, um, I think that what gets lost in a lot of the um of of like monster movies is kind of the assault on Pre sync thirteen shoot the little girl concept, which is just yeah. like you have to show some of the real life consequences right. to make it like mm-hmm. have a little bit more of an emotional weight so since this one is so serious, being able to just sprinkle that shit in right. and then evoke the memories of just again Tokyo just burning and Subaraya. If he convinced Gomer Pyle, there are a few people he he probably did a very convincing job. Like again, I've never been to Japan or whatever, right? But like I, I, like it, it it's incredible and it's um, you know, it, he doesn't spare anybody. It's like, you know, the Diet Building gets hit at one point. He destroys Japanese government yeah, essentially, tears it down. Yeah, and he's just killing people everywhere he's going. These reporters are watching from a radio tower, which is just like, okay, you guys are definitely looking for a little bit yeah. of trouble. Like you guys are I mean,
2: that's the same thing that happens in uh in um Well Orson Wells's uh
0: War of the Worlds, yeah, yeah. It's a great trope when the reporters uh, die when they're covering yeah. a story in a sci-fi movie. But it is also really fun when the reporters are like, "Oh, are we going to survive?" Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like anything for ratings, you dumb bastards. And they keep on calling Godzilla, a, or they keep God on calling damn liberal media, the lamestream media. I think Godzilla's doing good. <laughs> He he's just there peacefully protesting.
1: <laughs> he just needs a dollar fifty.
0: He just needs one book, and then uh, you know, it, like, and then the biggest thing is, as all this is going on, it cuts to Sarazawa in his laboratory watching, and it's just this thing where it's like Sarazawa is obviously supposed to be connected to Robert Oppenheimer, the father mm-hmm. of the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, death—the destroyer of worlds—it's still like the most metal thing ever. But um, yeah, and also written on Animal Mother's helmet in Apocalypse—kind oh, of a fun. Mm. L- er, Apocalypse Now. What an asshole I am! Oh, full Metal. God. Did j- we, j- we watch j- Apocalypse now? now? Yeah, we did. But um, <laughs> oh, Full Metal Jazz. Yes, and Full Metal Jazz. But so uh, at this point now, like it's like Godzilla has just burned everything. He is indestructible. Tanks didn't stop him. The electrical wire didn't stop him. He destroyed all the tanks. He's just left everything dead. And then as he's going back into the ocean... He kind of like does like a few last things, and Shinzuki is just watching. He calls him a damn beast, which is great. It's and rude. the Jets kind of—it is very rude, though. But the 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 Jets, um, b- 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 Benny and the Jets take him. Well, I was b- d- the New York Jets. Oh yeah, no, d- no, they wouldn't be—they wouldn't be competent enough to handle this. They would. There would be a butt fumble with Godzilla. That's the worst time you want to do it good lord but they chase it back into the sea and it's like a good moment because everybody gets to go hey we got one (laughs) but then then they turn around and they're like fuck fuck and like what are we gonna fucking do what are we gonna do like i I just imagine us three just as (laughs) tokyo (laughs) residents just standing by the ocean with all these people being like well huh yeah I guess we have to move underneath the ground. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's where we're living now.
1: How do we stop this from happening? Yeah. Mm, How
0: do we go? Just don't ask Yelma me. I guess we just don't do whatever it was that we did before. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But so then we see the aftermath. And this is a very, again, another emotionally powerful Mm -hmm. moment. God, 15 fucking minutes of Godzilla just fucking shit up. Can just, you imagine watching that in one of the fucking MonsterVerse movies utter now? destruction. Oh, it'd be so good. It, but again, like, I would say, yeah, the train sequence and the Tokyo attack sequence are probably two of the top monster movie I, moments of all time
1: I just like the cut back to the conductors or like the the actual like train car mm-hmm. and like that I thought that was well played like they were yeah. going between the practical and like the special yeah uh, effect they did of the time. they
0: did such a good job of doing that and the, and the superimposing and the cutting of the of the the actual like frames and stuff it's but just I mean, such a masterful hold. On 15 how to do
1: minutes it. of that content too yeah yeah they had no. to have all those sets to make 15 minutes worth of that right yeah and like that's to, a long time None and that again, shit. that
0: poor guy is just, like, he's got, like, you know, steam coming out of the mouth. Sometimes those things would, like, pop, and he'd just be filled in a suit <laughs> with, like, boiling, like, <laughs> steam. Did Stanley Kubrick direct this? Oh, God, I swear, no, he might as well have been. like might, It's just, like, shooting You'll a gun. be fine. You'll be fine. It'll be good. Your performance will be good. You're a professional. Get burned. Get burned in there. But so then uh, this is probably the most fun part of the scene or uh, the most fun part of the movie because Embiigo is working in like their their uh, Red Cross Center that's been set up. And, uh, you know, kids are irradiated and probably Mm going to die. Mm -hmm. A little girl watches her mother get taken away and she is probably dead with a cry, which I hate to say it, sounds a lot like when Alex cries. So Anne and I, whenever we watch that part, we always give it a little bit of a blip like we gotta one, mute that. We gotta mute that part because uh, man too real I, I will tell you that part and the part where the mom is like we're going to see daddy that Ugh. Anne's favorite scenes in the movie i can tell you that much but so she's watching like all the death and destruction that godzilla hath wrought ogata shows up like he just like is like hey i was playing frisbee golf what's going on <laughs> and um she like pulls him aside and is like i can't keep this secret any longer but little Flashback. We're gonna sh- do the Scooby-Doo ending. Yes, because <laughs> we just we just flash back to uh, Frankenstein's aquarium, and we get to see what what Emiko saw, which to me just kind of feels like. We didn't need to see this, but like, I guess it's still it's it's still something because what
2: happens is you want to feel even more bad about wanting to kill Godzilla. Yes, listen to this. Yes, yeah,
0: <laughs> get a load of this new track. It's by Megadeth, but um, he drops that pellet in the water. The water boils, and all the fish are like, I guess we'll never find Nemo because they get turned <laughs> into skeletons oh and then they disappear. And Emiko, like understandably horrified to just watch mm. it but like I've never once she watched an
2: entire school of fish just die yeah I
0: know when face. I was courting Anne I never once thought I gotta remember to do that Dr. Sarah Zauer thing that'll <laughs> really impress her
1: <laughs> I gotta remember to kill a bunch of animals in front
0: know, of her I have gotta wa- I got but not just kill them like in probably one of the most gruesome <laughs> ways to witness boil through. them alive yeah dude d- destroy the oxygen yes. cause that's what she did she's just like what the fuck have you been doing <laughs> like what like, what, what's what been going on? And he just explains that he was trying... He's been studying oxygen. Okay, so I want to make a quick side note to, like, people who actually know about science. We are sorry. Because this is... <laughs> we the,
2: are scientists. We
0: are. We are doctors. I am a doctor now. Because Zawa has basically been studying oxygen as, as, like, a form of energy. But he somehow unleashed he's like oh i was doing it peacefully but i did i decided to name it the oxygen destroyer because that's what the <laughs> that's what the weapon is and it like i love Sarazau. i sincerely do i think he's a great i think it's a great character his conflict is good and i think the acting is pretty good yeah he's pretty spot on he, he's good yeah. but it's just like he's written you, well you, honey you, 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 feel okay? you, you <laughs> named it the oxygen destroyed <laughs> yeah. and you thought it was going to be y- used for good that's his ogata moment yeah that is his ogata moment where he's like oh, oh man what am i going to call this <laughs> uh, i gotta go get another composition notebook <laughs> but um
3: so he just <laughs> kind of
0: explains <laughs> that if he drops basically a pellet into the ocean he can turn tokyo bay into an aquatic graveyard the question is though w- do they care about the ramifications of what's going to happen to
1: that ecosystem even further?
0: Yeah. I think that there is a problem with humans where we look at a problem that's right in front of us and say, this is all we got to worry about for the rest of time. <laughs> we'll deal with that's this, so, and that's that it. And so it'll true. be the last time we ever do it, because that's kind of the point. That's why is I... like in real life. Even though he very stupidly named his like device for peace the oxygen destroyer, Sarazawa actually is like, I cannot unleash this weapon. Number one. The A-bombs just got dropped, like the H-bombs created Godzilla, I as a scientist and as a human being cannot do this, which is totally fine and reasonable, and, and that's kind of it, and, and then it cuts back to like Emiko, and it cuts back and, she, and then Ogata's like, oh yeah, no, I'll go and talk to him too. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll be able to convince him to use the oxygen destroyer. And she's like, I don't know. You're kind of ham He's like, No, I got a hole in one when I was playing froth. <laughs> and, and so there. And then everybody she. Everybody likes me. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> agrees to let Ogata go, act as the power broker in this situation. So in Sarizawa's lab, um, Ogata and Amiko show up. And Ogata is like, Hey. And was like, oh, you're here. What's going on? And Ogata is like, don't worry, babe. I'm not going to handle this hand-fistedly. I need to talk to you about the oxygen destroyer. <laughs> Just, like, immediately <laughs> about as clumsy as you can possibly even bring it up. And once again, Sarazawa shows how bad of a liar he is because he's basically like, I don't know what an oxygen destroyer is, but then he clearly uh... takes a beat and looks at Emiko like why
1: won't you see something?
0: And so Ogata tries to convince him, and again, Sarazawa is incredibly reluctant. Like it's like he knows that if it gets used, it can get used again. He doesn't want to use it as a weapon. I don't know what he's gonna do with it though, otherwise. But anyway, so he's just like, I can't do it. Like it's like. If Like, you know, if oh god is like, you can make like only one and then destroy your notes afterwards. And then he says the truth, which is human beings are very weak creatures and there's no telling what would happen. So that's like his choice. It's just basically like. Ah. But so after he refuses um, a TV, which is conveniently turned on and the volume goes up just at this moment, is showing all the sad scenes of destruction as a girl's choir is singing, and that's what convinces him to use the oxygen destroyer. There is one girl in that girl's choir. Oh,
2: I remember this. Who
0: is sitting in the front row who is not singing. She and is And it is very confusing. Every time I see it, I look at her, because she also has a very, like, distinct yeah. face as well. Like it's, like, it's like a look, and she's not singing, so she must be happy about what Godzilla did. Typical liberal... <laughs> <laughs> but um, they and then, yeah, so, you know, the the moral dilemma kind of plays out and Sarah's always like, OK, I know what I got to do, grabs all of his research and starts burning it. And then is like, I'm only going to make one. I'm only going to use it once. Emiko's crying because I think she kind of sees the writing on the wall, because I think the writing is also kind of pretty obviously on the wall. What's going to happen? Because we're heading for a showdown. But um, they find Godzilla in Tokyo Bay. By having somebody lean over the side of a boat with a Geiger counter, that is, that's got to be a really scary a great, job. That that's got. He's, he's the one job. who's definitely going to die first if Godzilla <laughs> decides to show up. And uh, Sarazawa insists on going down. He's like, "Give me a diving suit, not because I am going to kill myself, but because I'm the only one who knows how to work this." And they're all just like. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Dude, you what? just put a tab in the water. And Ogata, Ogata cl- again, just the only one who's clueless, he's like, well, I'm going down with you. I'm coming <laughs> too. I'm coming too. And so I need they- to keep
1: pushing this bropple narrative. <laughs> yes.
0: We need to keep going. And so, uh, <laughs> oh, God, it's so silly. But they go into the water. They go all the way down to the bottom. Uh, of Tokyo Bay, and Godzilla's kind of lying there, and he wakes up. Is he sleeping? I think he was think taking he was a nap. Sleeping. It looks like it, because he lifts his head up, and I think that they're kind of supposed to show Yeah, he is. it is a very <laughs> moment right before you get oxygen destroyed. But... Uh, <laughs>
1: Did you get that destroyed Tokyo hangover? <laughs>
0: yes. That's what it was like. He needed some Lamotrin, <laughs> But um, he... Uh, so he... <laughs> So they kind of see him. What I like about this scene, too, with the underwater photography is Mm -hmm. what uh, Honda did to kind of give the underwater scenes with Godzilla, like the suit actor, look a little bit better, was he would put an aquarium in front of the camera and fish would just kind of swim by back and forth. Kind of gave it a little bit of depth, which was nice and very cool. But um, and so uh, like they get to the bottom, they see Godzilla um, I'm pretty sure that Sarazawa tugs on Ogata's cord for him. He ring tugs ring. on his little ding dong. Yeah. Wink, wink, wink. But um, and Ogata starts getting brought to the surface, <clears throat> and uh, Sarazawa is holding the oxygen destroyer like um you know like say anything style yeah. above his head. In your <laughs> eyes, light, and Godzilla's heat, like oh. I love you. <laughs> but um so you know and and uh Sarazawa is staying down as he activates the destroyer. And Ogata gets to the surface and is like, bring him up, bring him up right now. And then on the radio, uh, as the oxygen destroyer starts to go, it's working. Mm -hmm. And Sarazawa radios from the ocean. He goes, Ogata, it's working. Um, It's working, it's going to work. And he goes, "Uh, I wish you two happiness. Like, I hope you two are happy. And Sarazawa cuts his own lifeline. Yeah. So he can't be dragged back up. So that the idea is... Very
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2. It is so
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2.
2: Even the thumbs up. Yeah,
0: no, the thumbs up when he turns into liquid or whatever. I don't know what happens, but... I still think my favorite <tick> use of the term- Terminator music is when, uh, is when they fuck in the first one, and it's really sensitive. <laughs> but but um, so they, uh, you know, it, it starts working, and, uh, you know, the Sarazawa kills himself so nobody can uh, recreate the Oxygen Destroyer. But for trying to keep it secret, they're broadcasting that shit. Oh, yeah. It's like the famous Oxygen Destroyer <laughs> by Dr. Sarazawa. Like, they're not doing him any favors. And so, you know, it's a really sad moment. Once again, um, you know, Yamamine, just so expertly played by uh, Shimura, just goes, he, you know, he's just got that sad face when, when Sarasawa dies. And then he has to watch Godzilla die because Godzilla surfaces. He gives us one last roar But it, in all
2: seriousness, it's another if great... Y'all, if y'all are on TikTok, use this to call your cats over.
0: <laughs> but so... So Godzilla comes up and he lets out kind of his like death rattle roar, which always just fills me with pain and mm-hmm. sadness. And then he sinks to the bottom of the ocean, briefly becomes a skeleton, and then disappears. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, that's kind of it. Um, and then it's kind of like, you know, Shinjiki is crying and Mr. Hajiwara is, like, giving him a good old pat on the back. And then, um, then uh, you know, Ogata and Emiko are talking to one another and Ogata is like, Do you said something about us, like, being happy? I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and uh, she's sad. And then Yamamine does the grim warning of the film, but also a very astute way to set up potential sequels by saying, I can't believe that Godzilla was the last of its species. If nuclear testing continues, then someday somewhere in the world, another Godzilla may appear. And then he gets up and kind of walks dramatically away and they do a 21 gun salute. The end. And that is the end of Godzilla yeah what a it, fun, what a fun little film. <laughs> yeah, I know what a bland Yay, Imperialism Imperialism. <laughs> Yay, but yeah, man, I just love that it goes that route, even oh, though yeah. it is like, whoa. This was different. I don't think I've ever told this story, but when the original or uh, when the first of the new Godzilla, uh, American Godzillas came out, they happened to be showing this version at the music box. And I did a double day with my girlfriend at the time and then uh, Lee and Elaine and Elaine thought we were seeing the 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 new Godzilla. (laughs) We were not. Uh, We saw this one instead, which is super Emotional yeah. and 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 powerful in a lot of ways, despite the goofiness. So, well, I mean, and like
2: one of the things I was saying too while we were watching it is that this could be this could have been like a kabuki theater piece. It yeah. really like, could be. It, is, it's like this beautiful. Same,
0: it's like the same kind of idea. And again, just said it like in terms of like making an impression, mm-hmm. like I you know it it, it really did. Yeah. There have been like thirty something Godzilla movies. They yeah. just announced that they're making another Toho Godzilla the same day they announced that another Kong and Godzilla movie <laughs> is coming out. Like it's still Woo! continuing. Yeah. And it's like, That's you know, awesome. it, it's just really, it's again, it's like a really fun, like kind of journey. Cause this is the start of what's called the Showa era, which just immediately devolves into silliness from this moment forward. We get Godzuki. We get Godzuki from the American version. Yeah. Um, and then we get like the, in the eighties and nineties, there was like a more like action based Godzilla series that the Hay- Heisei series, and then the Millennium series, which is just whatever. I I recommend. I like Where the, Heisei does the series. Uh, Matthew Broderick um, running over a guy uh, <laughs> coming to play with all that. That that is still one of my favorite stories. <laughs> is when uh, the 1998 disaster got made. <laughs> Toho, uh, the the like Roland Embrick and one of the producers showed the Toho executives, and they said when the movie was out, everyone was just so grim faced and the toho executives were like you have to excuse us for a few minutes and then they went and had what was described as a very tense meeting before they had to come back and be like okay well i guess you guys get to release this movie like thank you and they were so resentful of the 1998 (laughs) godzilla movie that they repurchased the rights for that specific version of godzilla and they named him zilla (laughs) because somebody said they took the god out of Godzilla, and then uh, Zilla makes an appearance, and Godzilla final wars where he gets killed by like regular instantly. Godzilla yeah. like within 5 seconds. It's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, and then He um, was also a Taco Bell menu item. He was a Taco
2: Bell menu time. item. Yeah. Well, definitely. it's funny
1: cuz like what does Mighty Morphin Power Rangers come into play cuz they used a lot of the same oh, styling. Yeah, like, no, yeah. You yeah know, and, and uh, Super
0: Aya went on to do like the Ultraman series and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure, which is like the same kind of thing. And again, like, you know, it all of the Showa era movies are on HBO, um, mm-hmm. except for Godzilla versus King Kong, the flea-ridden version. But I mean, like, it just—it really does say something about a movie's staying power when the first one came out in 1954. There technically have not even really been any other good ones, <laughs> like when you think about it. And then it it still has this power to, like, you know, uh, the the Godzilla versus King Kong that came mm-hmm. out on HBO Max again. Yeah. Um, that one was like one of the first big blockbusters oh, back from that back from the pandemic, and yeah. they're still doing it. Well, and they're st- always going to do it. Are so. they
1: technically sequels of one another, or are they not even in like yeah, same they, time? They're, or they're, are they isolated stories? So
0: the Showa era all runs as one era and then basically every single godzilla movie after that will either do like a continued story like the heisei era is godzilla just comes back like the 1954 movie happens none of the other Showa movie era happens and then heisei and then it's basically the millennium era is just like oh only the 1954 version happened and then shin godzilla was just like its own standalone fucking brilliant and crazy Crazy take on Godzilla. Also, highly recommended. Where does the Hanna-Barbera cartoon come in? Get out. right now
3: and
2: godzuki big
0: action bill will agree with me when i say godzuki fucking sucks (laughs) man i hate godzuki but yeah like that that's kind of our journey through that film um not only is like one of the very first like extended cinematic universes ever Mm -hmm. it's just really fucking cool like this is like this is kind of like an old cliche but this is one of those films where like if it came out today with today's like big budget special effects it would be such a smash that it would just spawn another godzilla series like it would just kind of keep on going and and perpetuity. yeah lose the love story lose the love story but get rid give of us the love the same story. story line yeah just give us Yamamine and Serizawa as like a buddy cop duo that'd yeah. be great because that's what I thought that they were going to do with the 2014 one and then they just like were like no Brian Cranston and no Ken Watanabe like yeah. we don't need either of you guys which yeah is like...
1: they were such a bait and switch it was yeah. like we have you Ugh. for five minutes of, of film yeah, work they had Godzilla that. in there for about yep. as
0: much like when you think about it again Godzilla I think famously was in about like five minutes of screen time of the 2014 Godzilla movie yeah. Godzilla destroyed. Tokyo for 15 minutes yeah. in this movie so it's that just true. again it just goes to show you so I'm really glad that we kind of got to sit down and do that one this one this one is a lot of fun Godzilla means so much to me it's a, it's just one of my favorites and uh, you know it was a great film it was great sitting down and talking so I'm going to let Urso introduce what we will be watching next so
2: um, from the multiverse to the monster verse to the back to the multiverse just kidding um i like to consider chef uh an unofficial marvel movie because it's stars and directed by john favreau and then you've got scar joe and robert downey jr in it at a time when yeah that was kind of what was doing that Yeah. yeah so yeah the next movie is chef uh family comedy uh drama very fun a lot of good like you get to learn a lot about cooking in a food truck with your kid and driving cross country and just it's a great movie one of my favorites living life
0: nice i'm excited to watch it no it's a lot of fun we go from the marvel verse to the monster verse to the munchie verse (laughs) i'm very excited i am very excited to watch that though that's gonna be a fun one we got
2: we got we got something good we got bobby cannavelli in that and another one (gasps) of my picks Bobby Kadova. coming up soon, yes, so yeah, that. I know
0: they' little little spoiler, but all right, everybody, thank you all so much for listening, as per usual. This was a particularly fun one yeah. um, we hope that you were all doing well, and uh let's just remember, let's just take a moment, everybody just kind of gather back up if an old man mm-hmm. warns you, yeah about a monster do not laugh at him. Believe everything a crazy old man says to you. That's what I've learned from this. Good night, everybody. Life lessons. Have
2: you seen the well-to-do up on Lenox Avenue on that famous thoroughfare with our noses in the air? High hats and collar collars white hats and $15 spending every dime for a wonderful time If you're blue and
0: you don't know where to go to Why don't you go where Harlem sits Puttin' on the rib? Bangle gowns upon
3: the bevy of high browns From down the levee all misfits
2: Puttin' on the rib. That's where each and every lulu bell goes. Every Thursday evening with her swell bows. Dropping elbows, come with me, and we'll attend
3: their jubilee. And see them spend their last two bits. Horton on the red.